Oh man, she's back. <laughs> it's my second podcast in case you haven't seen the title or you don't know how to count. I totally get it. I'm Tasha Box and I have committed to doing a podcast a day while I'm on my mission or my road to 500. It's impacting 500 people's lives um, by June 28th, 2019. This is like directly impacting their lives. Um, learning their story, connecting with them, and just sharing what has impacted my life and completely changed it. So um, this is part of just like raising the bar for myself. I'm actually not going to be talking about the Road to 500 during this um, episode, but I just wanted to put it out there just to share it. And if there's something that you find valuable during this podcast, I would love it if you would share it with other people. Um, The whole premise around this is number one that I just like, I created goals for myself because I was playing too small. Um, And you can, uh, in the intro episode, you can kind of hear where this all came from, where it all started and just kind of like hear my heart. But I was just like, I was playing small and I was just like letting life happen. And I'm tired of that. It's just, it's getting old. I want to be an impact. Um, I want to make an impact, a huge one. I've always imagined that I would. And so I think that a lot of it too is just really addressing like daily stuff and talking about real life and the things that happen as a mama, as a woman, as just like a normal person who's awkward in every situation they they like get into. Um, <laughs> me, as I can't even like find words. Um, so that's what I'm doing. And I'm committing to doing a podcast or an episode every single day. I need to get used to that. Like it's the entire thing is a podcast. This is just an episode. I'm going to commit to doing one every single day, no matter where I am. So like right now and yesterday I was in my office, so I could be doing this in the car. I'm not sure. I don't know where I'm going to be, but I'm going to do it. Um, And every single episode is going to have a similar format. Like I'll talk about something that can pertain to your life, hopefully that you can share with other people that will make you at least think about life, how you can be better, how you are an amazing individual. Um, That word was actually individual. This also is not edited. As someone who comes from a radio background, not editing this makes me like get cold sweats. (laughs) So you're going to hear every single mistake, every single everything, because that's what's real. And that's what I'm settling on. I'm just like not, I'm not settling for it. I have settled on it because you're not going to have a conversation with me and hear like all edited stuff. I'm a super awkward person. Um, I do not have a problem speaking in front of huge audiences. I am terrified of speaking in front of small audiences. So that's just kind of like me in a nutshell. Um, I love learning people's stories. I love meeting people and I just have a desire to connect with everybody. So the fact that you would even share this with someone that you hold close to your heart, whether it's a friend or a family member or something, it just, the the sentiment is not lost on me. It just means the absolute world. So I just, I pre-thank you for sharing this. So today I did want to talk about something that has been on my mind. And the other day I made a motion to do this and I rem- it like made me think about how I had stopped doing it. So the lottery, it, basically I just, I want to start with the lottery. Like for the longest time in my life, um, up to fairly recently, I thought truly that I was going to win the lottery somehow, some way. It was just in me. I had visualized it. I believed I had manifested it. It was something that was going to happen. And I, you know, you play those games, like it's so fun. You, you talk with, I do with my mom. Like I talk with her and I'm like, okay, so 
if we won the lottery, like, what would we do? And she's like, okay, how much is it? And then we like do our own thing. Okay, split it out, take out taxes, like all of the not fun stuff, but it's real. And then you talk about like what you would do, how much you'd give to people, how you'd invest it, hire a financial planner. Would you tell people, would you like go away for a while before you announced it? Like we get just like super granular with it and it's fun. I just hiccuped, excuse me. It's fun to talk about stuff like that because it's fun to dream. And ever since I was really, really, really little, I remember my grandpa and he would, he would always stand in front of, he had this big window. They lived in this, um, this house that was one level. Well, actually it had a basement. It was in Spokane, Washington. So it's like, I don't know what they call them. Like there's, um, there's a name for them, but they all kind of looked the same, but it was like a long time ago, like in the seventies, sixties and seventies. Um, that's when their house had been built and there's like one big window in the front and there's a front door. There's like three bedrooms upstairs and a bathroom. There's a kitchen in the back and then there's a downstairs and all of the houses were like that. So he used to stand in the very, in the early morning, he used to stand and look out the window. And now I realize like why I'm such a freaking voyeur. <laughs> like I'm always like wanting to know what's going on in my neighborhood and who knows who and who left where and what's happening. Did someone get mail? Oh man, we should get the box off their front porch and let them know that it was there. So no one takes it because that's the right thing to do. Literally. My grandfather did it quietly. I should probably take a page out of his little book and uh, apply it to my life. But he used to stand with change in one pocket and his hat like perched on his head. He never like wore it all the way. And he would look out and he would play with the change in his pocket. And I remember just looking at him being like, I'm going to be like my grandfather one day. Like I'm just going to be him. And he would take me places and... I have a little brother, but I don't ever remember. I remember my grandpa and I just being together. Like it was he and I doing fun things. Like I'd always ask him questions that has never changed. I always ask him questions about, you know, why do you do this? And what about life? And like, they literally got me the book of a hundred questions or something like that with answers. Cause they got so sick of answering my questions. And, um, what I do remember specifically asking him is, I said, what's that? And I put it, we were sitting in his car. Actually, he had a truck, a Silverado truck. And on his visor, he had a rubber band wrapped around the visor. And he had a plastic sleeve that was tucked into the rubber band on his visor. And in it was a long piece of paper and it had marks on it. And I was like, what is that? And he goes, that's my lottery ticket. And he would pick his numbers every single week for the Washington lottery. And he would get it without fail. He would get a ticket. So I knew every single week that he was getting one. And I said, well, when I'm old enough to buy them, I'm going to do the same thing. So I did. And I always had a mega millions lottery ticket because I moved to different places. And that was the only thing that was consistent. I didn't, I was like, I can't play the state lottery. I can't play the Washington state lottery because I don't live in Washington all the time. So I'm going to play mega millions because it's nationwide. So I always had a mega millions ticket. It was, I would do $2, but I wouldn't pick my numbers. I would always have it be random. And I really, really believed that I would win the lottery because it was something that was a tradition with my grandpa and I. It was like, quote unquote, passed down. It was something that I had made a promise to him. And oh, how cool would it be if I won the lottery? So when I was living in Seattle, in my, I was probably 22 or 23. That's kind of irrelevant, but it just kind of like, you know, fast forward to now. But um, the, I knew a family who won the Washington lottery. 
And I was like, you're kidding me. I'm like one degree of a, of a lottery winner. This is bananas. And they all, they had said, they go, we owe it to the eights. And what they had done in their house is like this feng shui type of thing. And they put eights all over their house. And I didn't know until literally I just looked it up that in Chinese culture, eight is like, well, I mean, I knew it was lucky. That's why they did it. They like knew it was lucky, but I didn't know why. And apparently it sounds like the word meaning to generate wealth. So it's a lucky number. And it also contains meaning of prosperity, success, and high social status. That's what it says when I looked up the meaning of eight in Chinese culture. So um, I was like, oh my gosh, like this is another sign. I play the lottery, I play Mega Millions. Now I know someone who won. They won the Washington lottery, which makes room makes room for me. <laughs> Edit. Makes room for me to be able to win the Mega Millions. Like, what? Life is awesome. Kept playing this game with my mom about, like, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then there was this show that was on TV, and it was called How, lottery, How the Lottery Changed My Life. And it, I don't, it hasn't been on for, like, Oh my God, 10 years. I think I saw it the other day. I was like searching through like um, our guide and it was on there as a replay. And I used to watch every single one of those shows and like, look at what they bought. Look at what their life was. How long did it take them to like make the announcement? And I would go through all of the things that my mom and I had planned in our whole like lottery winning unveiling, you know, structure that we had created and I'm like, oh my God, they did it the way that I said I would do. It. Oh, here's some lessons that I can learn. And here's, you know, what happens. I would always like get, you know, excited about what they bought. And there was one guy who got like this ancient sword, like he bought a bunch of swords. And I remember thinking, like when I was younger watching this, I remember thinking, you're such an idiot. Like you're going to buy all of these swords and who are you going to sell them to? Like another lottery winner? Like this guy is offing all of his swords to you because you're some schmuck who like got conned and whatever. Like I got passionate about it because he wasn't buying what I wanted him to buy. So... I would just kind of like take bits and pieces from the show. And then I was like, God, this show came out. Like we know this family who won the lottery. My grandpa used to play the lottery. I made the commitment. Like look at all of these pieces that are coming together. Because we all know if we want something bad enough, we can find the reason and the signs that show us that it's happening. Very much like if we don't want to do something and if we think we fail, we'll fail at something, we find all of the reasons that say, oh, this isn't going to work at all. Like we just train our brain to look for the signs that lead us in the direction where we want to go or we find sometimes that it's just easier. So in this case, I was lottery bound. Like I was going to be a millionaire. I'd always keep track of the billboards. And then all of a sudden they turned to digital billboards and like, look at everything happening. Then I got into the whole like, well, it supports the schools. Like, so it's an investment. And I legitimately believed that it's an investment. Well, actually, I still believe it. Like, let's not pretend. I still believe that if you invest in the lottery somehow, don't judge me, that you will get it back. If you win, you'll get it back. If not, it's going into the school system or going into whatever is benefiting and wherever you're buying the lottery. Don't ask me any more questions because I don't know any more answers. But anyway, so there's this whole plan that's happening. So um, I have this on my mind. And then the other day I go to get gas and I walk in and Powerball is at 550 million. And I was like, and also a Powerball ticket. 
And I realized that I hadn't been doing it hardly at all. And I also opted for Powerball. That was different. Like, I just heard myself nerd out. Like, I could literally hear myself saying it to you from your side of view. <laughs> that was weird. Um, so anyway, I got a ticket and I was like, oh. and I got in the car and I was like, that's a waste. What? What? Why did I think that's a waste? What? Like, I would do it ever. I would do it twice a week because Mega Millions was drawn twice a week. Now Powerball drawn twice a week. And I would do $2. And I never thought it was a waste. And this time I thought it was a waste. And I was like, what the heck? So, and I did some research too, just like looking at lottery winners because I was so obsessed. I would call it an obsession. And I was like, well, God, a third of lottery winners actually go bankrupt within the first three years of winning. Because they don't know how to manage their money. Like, you're the same human being without money as you are with money. There's literally nothing that changes when you win the lottery other than you're the same person with money. Sometimes that's a little bit terrifying. When I looked at the guy collecting swords, that should have been like a flag that went up that had been like, whoa, Tasha, do you really want this? Because dude's buying swords. Like, that's what he finds value in. Like, that's what he's spending millions and millions and millions of dollars doing when before he won, he could barely afford gas in his car. And now he's buying swords. Like, he's not giving it to anybody. He's not giving back. He's not enriching anybody's life. He's not, he's just getting things that he wants. Like, this guy, I just, I remember him so well because everything he did was selfish. And I still, at that moment, wasn't like, you know, oh God, you know, let's think about this, Tasha. Like you still would, would struggle with the same things you'd struggle with like mentally or like emotionally, or like there's still some roadblocks you need to crush through in life before you really feel like you're on solid ground and have millions of dollars. Like that's just crazy. So I didn't think that, but this guy who couldn't afford gas didn't like, I don't even know if he had a car. I don't remember that detail, but like he had nothing and then he had, and I remember he got like gold stuff for his house. Like, I'm going to just put it all out there. He was one of the guys who went bankrupt. I just, I'm putting it out there unless he found another person to buy his swords. So I hadn't thought about it much. And then I had, when I was talking about my road to 500, it was like a breakthrough moment. And I realized what my purpose was. And I realized like why I'm here and what what I'm doing in life, like what, what I'm actually doing. And I'm moved by connection. I'm moved by people's stories. I'm moved by the fact that I could have something that directly impacts another human being in a way that they can't wait to tell me how great their life is. Like that does it for me. The, oh God, it's like a high. It's crazy. Like I, I definitely feel like it's my purpose um, in, in life. That's just what I'm here for. And throughout this whole process and just like when Janice and I like we were like, okay, we want to do this as a business. Like how many stories can we get? Like how many people can we impact? How many people can we you know, be at least the catalyst to their life changing in some way or another, because our life was changed physically. Yes. Like that's, that's great. Um, it's so funny because like when you're before it was like physical fat loss, like I want to be thin. I want to fit into this. I want to look good in this. And then once it happens, you're like, mm, yeah, like body composition, that's great if it's like on point, but like the mental stuff and the personal growth stuff is like, 
I didn't see it coming. I will tell you that. I did not see that part coming. And it has been the biggest gift I have ever powered through. <laughs> it was one of those gifts that isn't given to you. You got to earn. Um, I, I, I learned, earned, and struggled my way through a lot of things that were holding me back. And I actually posted something. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, let me see. Um, while I'm on this podcast, let's see if this technology is really, really great here. I'm going to open up. I posted it on Instagram and I just thought this was just so impactful. It says personal growth is not about learning new information, but unlearning old limits. And I thought that was huge because I was like, oh my gosh, like I could have been that person who won the lottery and been the same person with money, I still would have had issues with my body. I still would have had issues with my confidence. I would have had issues with, like with everything. Like Janice and I would have fought the way we fought, you know, like less than a year ago. Like we would have argued about really, really stupid things. We wouldn't have talked about the hard stuff. I wouldn't have worked on like how I react to certain situations, where my gifts are. I never would have realized what my gift was. Like that's big. That's huge. And this is only like three days old is that I I wouldn't have been pushed to a limit that had me trying to find why I'm here. I would have been covering it up with things that cost money. I would have bought a car, a house. I would have gone like on a huge shopping spree to Target. I would have like, I mean, I'm not high class. Let's not get crazy. But I would have done all of those things that would have served a purpose that I didn't need to serve yet. I Like money wasn't going to fix it. Um, it was going to make life super fun. But like, if I don't have control, what happens when I go blow my money on something that is not like, like, let's say I went out to eat every single night because I had money and I had like, you know, appetizers and the main course and dessert and drinks at dinner, like, I'd be 900 pounds. I wouldn't go to the gym because I know how it makes me feel. I would have just, eh, whatever gotten some surgery or gotten something done. Like, I'm just going to be really real. Like, that's just what I would have done because I didn't get it. I didn't get why, like, what? why are my two feet standing on this ground? Like, what is, why am I here? And my son asked me that. He's like, have you ever thought about, like, why we're here? In his little 10-year-old voice. Um, and I was like, well, yeah. And he's like, well, what's our, like, what, what, are, we, what are we doing here? I'm like, that's a great question. And I feel like that's part of why we're here is to figure out what the answer is. And the answer may change and the feelings may change and it may mature into more. It may be the same. I don't know. But at this moment, I'm realizing like what it's all about and why me just as one single human being in uh, on this planet is here. I'm here to serve. I'm here to I'm here to connect with people. That's what my purpose is. And so when I was looking at what I'm doing, I'm like, that's my work. That's my job. That's my business. That's what I am a true business person who serves people. And I collect stories. I collect stories of how lives have changed. That's the root of my business. And so I want 500 of them. I have 150. I want 500 of them by June 28th. Like that's my goal. That's my big goal because it feeds my soul and just by nature of me setting that goal, 
I get to selfishly understand that 350 more people will feel better. They just will. So I have decided that winning the lottery would be great. Like that would solve a lot of financial stuff that would happen, but that's not what I want. So it's better to work for the money because the gifts you have within that are so much greater than what you can imagine. Like if I could, if I could nine months ago know what I know now and be asked, I'm logging in here because I have a list for you because I'm going to, I'm going to give you some directives at the end here. I'm going to give you some information. Um, if I would have been asked, you know, would you rather win the lottery? Would you rather work your ass off and learn things along the way, become a more solid human being, be curious about life and you and people, understand that you're capable of more than you believe you're capable of in this moment right here? What one would you choose? I'd have been like, guess what one's easier? Lottery. But knowing what I know now, I absolutely would have chosen the quote unquote hard path because it's the right path. Like the thing, the absolute, like there's treasure in personal development and personal growth. There's treasure in that because I am a different human being than I was last summer in so many ways. I look a little bit different. But it's mostly what's inside. And I can't show that. I can only speak it, which is why I'm committing to doing this every single day. And we can have like fun stuff. We can talk about whatever it is that we want to talk about. But personal development is just so important because it raises you to a level to become better and actually to become ready. Like, you know, what, like if right now, if I came into money, or if my business grew at an exponential rate that I wasn't prepared for, I'm, a pr- I'm prepared for it. I'm prepared for that because where my focus is isn't on finances right now. And it always had been. Like literally up to three days ago. This is a new thing. So my focus is on how I can make an impact about my place in this world. So if we shift things a little bit, like what would happen in this world? How can we give back, give better, um, give more to the, to society. Because getting money is one thing. Working for money and becoming a better version of yourself is literally the most important thing that can happen because everything else feels so much better. So much better. Yeah. Okay, so here's what I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna end it with this. I wasn't. I mean, I don't have like this profound, profound like ending where it's gonna be like, and that is that. I just want to share my heart and kind of give you some stuff to think about. It's like, where do you stand in life? What are you giving in life? Why are you here? And if you would have asked me that like I'm I'm in a really like I'm like in, I have so much pride and I'm so elated over the fact that I've discovered what I've always known 
But I guess I rediscovered it. It showed up right in front of my face. But it was stressful. Like, it's stressful to figure out, like, why am I here? Like, if you're going to a job every day, a nine to five, and someone else is determining what you're doing, how you're feeling, when you're showing up, when you're leaving, how much you're going to get paid, if you are going to get paid, if you're not going to get paid, if you have a holiday, if you can be sick, if you can be around your kids, if you can go to sports, if you can, someone else determines all of those things, you have no say in who you are. So when you have the freedom to be like, who in the hell am I? Then it's like, oh God, I don't know. Because this person said this, and this is how I felt with this person. And this person said this, and this is their opinion of me. Like, is that true? Is that real? Like, we got to figure that out. So personal development is like so huge, so key. And so um, I will share like a couple of books with you. Um, I don't get any kickback or anything from this. I want to share a couple books with you. Um, about some things that really just like made me show up in life. But personal development is the key to everything. So you want to figure out why. Like, why do you want to develop yourself? Do you want to become a better human? Do you want to, like I'm saying, do you want to figure out like what your purpose is? Do you want a better job? Do you want to find out what that one significant thing is in your life, like find out why you want to. So you can set priorities and you get rid of the things that don't matter right now. Just right now, just right now. The second thing is you wanna take it one step at a time. Don't be Tasha, hi, and start seven books and think that when you set them down after page 10, all's gonna be good. Like you're gonna get it, some of it'll soak in. Like finish the book. So take it one step at a time. Grab one book. Listen to one podcast. Um, I can recommend podcasts too. Like just just message me. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Tasha Box. Yes, literally, T-A-W-S-H-A, Box, B-O-X. Um, and I will recommend all sorts of things to you, just like whatever you prefer to do. Do you like to listen to things? Do you like to, you know, read things? Um, tell me what your preference is and then we'll just find something. So take that one step at a time. And then this is the hardest part (laughs) I feel is you want to create a fortress of positivity. This means eliminating people who don't serve the greater good of your purpose, of your life, of your goal, of your path. It can be a family member, an old friend who you've been friends forever. So like you have to do this with them, right? Nope. You sure don't. You don't. It's okay to divorce friends. Like we all grow and change. We do it in relationships and relationships also include friendships. It's okay to be like, I'm just, I need some time need some time to figure it out. You have to arm yourself. Like our soldiers do not go to war or go to battle or with people they don't trust next to them. It just doesn't happen. There has to be a brotherhood or camaraderie or, and I say brotherhood and a sisterhood in the same, like we could go down that path if you want to too, but like I am all about everybody in one. We're all one. So We don't go looking to next to us being like, I hope this person has my back, but I'm going to go anyway and kind of see what happens. Or, um, you know, we don't go to a skydive tandem and hope that the guy who's working there, who is on your back, who's going to be in charge of releasing that parachute, I hope he still feels the same way I do and that we're going to release that parachute. Hope it's been a good 
good conversation that we've had. You don't do that. You surround yourself with the people who are on board, who are people who are like, yes, we're doing this. I will support you. I will remind you of the things that you said you were going to do and we're going to move forward. So it's just those three simple things. I want to figure out why you're doing it. Then you're going to um, take it one step at a time one book, one podcast, whatever. You can go down a rabbit hole, sure, but just start somewhere. One step. That's all you need. And the last thing is you want to create that fortress of positivity just around you. Get rid of the bad, bring in the good so you can be. And if you know what, let's just be really, really, really raw here for a second. If that means getting rid of the influence everywhere right now, and you feel like you're alone, then it's going to happen. Like just let it happen. It does feel lonely, but I will tell you this. I had to move forward in my chair because I'm getting even more serious because I know that this is an emotional thing and it's super hard for people. Is that when you are finding yourself and you are doing things for the greater good of your heart, your soul, and like just society in general, like you are, you're bringing the good. You're just bringing the good and you're trying to figure it out. You're going to be in a very vulnerable place and you're going to be very raw and you're going to be all of those things. You also are going to be attracting the people who also want good, that also want positivity, that want the best in life. So the feeling of being alone or the feeling of, oh my gosh, I just eliminated everybody in my life. You just eliminated the crap is what you eliminate. You eliminated people judging you. You eliminated people being mean to you. You eliminated people, you know, questioning you. You eliminated people looking at you like your five-year-old self. Like we have so many people in our life that have been in there for so long that they can't look at you as anything other than your toddler or your small child self. You're still that snotty-nosed kid who had those opinions. Like you couldn't possibly be an adult who's growing and learning and trying to become better. Sometimes we just get stuck. We get totally stuck. So when you eliminate that from your immediate surrounding, and it could be your naggy mom. Mom, I need a minute. I need a minute. Then when you grow, all of a sudden what you're going to do is you're going to start looking around and you're going to love the people that are around you. You can't wait to be around them. You cannot wait to hear what their feedback is because you know that it's with good intention and it is for the better the good of all things in you and it's to feed your soul it's so you can become an even better human being it's going to be honest and it's going to be done with love so on that last part when you're creating that fortress of positivity it's going to hurt sometimes and it's going to be painful at times and you're going to question and it might be a little bit lonely but I can promise you promise you if you continue to move in the path that you're moving when you're finding the good and you're you're just really really solid and steadfast in that mission then oh my gosh the amazing people that will come into your life is mind-blowing it like it fills my heart so much to the point where I, I like you know when your heart you feel so much love that you feel like your heart is going to burst like it, it's almost painful in your heart I feel that about the people that I that are surrounding us right now. I feel that I've never felt that about a group of people before. And I feel that right now. So it's there. I promise you it's there. And if you want to lean on me, that'd be awesome. I would love to connect with you. I'm not telling you that I'm like the awesome, positive, amazing person that you're looking for, but it can be. I absolutely can be. And I can love on you exactly where you're at. So those are some things to take away. Those are some, um, some, some points you can just tuck in your pocket if you're ready for it. Um, the two books that I was talking about recommending, and again, you can write to me if you want to do um, 
if you want to um, get some podcast recommendations. Um, so the first one is, it's by Jarek Robbins, J-A-I-R-E-K Robbins, Jarek Robbins, Robbins. It's Tony Robbins' son, but he's his own human being. I'll just tell you that much. Um, he's like so amazing. And his book is called, I don't want to get it wrong, so I'm actually going to his website. It's just two words. And like, it would be totally me to be just like, say the wrong two words. Why is it not right here on his website? Jarek, Jarek. Let's do this. Okay, yes, it's called Live It. Live It. So you achieve success by living with purpose. This is what unlocked it for me. And I'm like 20 pages in. That's how fast it worked. So it's called Live It by Jarek Robbins. And then the other book is called Mock 2 with Your Hair on Fire. And it's about visualization and just basically unlocking your potential. Mock 2 with Your Hair on Fire. So those are my two recommendations. If you want to just get really real and get right with yourself, that's exactly what I would say. So in conclusion, I actually don't want to win the lottery. I can say that out loud for the first time ever because I'm becoming a stronger human being. And when I earn my way to a place where I envision myself to be, where I visualized myself to be where I will be in a very short amount of time when I get there I'm going to be a more whole human being and I'm okay with that in fact I'm excited about that I'm really excited about it so I thank you for listening if you found value in this please please share it with other people um I'm super excited um if you're listening to this live or live ish I'm super excited for us to be approved on iTunes and all other formats in the meantime it's going to be living right here um and I just really appreciate your time like wholeheartedly I do appreciate you listening and I will talk to you again tomorrow